This morning with Stacy Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat, presented by Abe's Door Service, with 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. 8.06 this Thursday morning. I love a Christmas market. Uh, yeah, so your definition of a Christmas market, please. It's just, it's lights, it's Christmas, it's Christmas trees. Crafts, mulled wine, you just wander around drinking. It's mulled wine. Yeah. yeah. In Europe, they have them all over the place. In every square, in every small town, there is a Christmas market. We can buy stuff and just roam around and just sort of get into the spirit. I went to one in Banff mm-hmm. um, last weekend. It is really cool. It's sort of in a, in a stable area, and that's where they, they put Santa in with the horse stalls. <laughs> like, well, yeah, the put him with the reindeer. He's in his nice. Put him but... with the reindeer, for God's sake. Exactly. Let him find that's his role. He, that's where he feels the most comfortable. Exactly. Uh, but uh, Edmonton, for the last couple of years, have had, has had a Christmas market down at Fort Edmonton uh, Park and bringing the fabulous this year. Some iconic drag queens will take to the stage at Capitol Theatre, the, the old theatre there. And mm-hmm. one of the performers, Vanity Fair, AKA David Chimko joins us in studios. You're going to be taking to the stage for the Christmas market. Good morning. Hi, how are you? I have to turn your microphone on first. There oh, you go. Hi, See, that, how are you? <laughs> it's the worst thing in the world when she controls whether I get to talk. And be, you, you know each other, so I suspect you feel the same way. Stacy has all the power this morning. Yes. 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 Usually you do. Yes. Uh, can I, first off, uh, since the moment, uh, David, Vanity, you came in, you and Stacy, uh, you guys have been chatting using terms I'm not familiar with about a show that I have not watched. I have been to some drag shows in the past and had a, had a great time. But honestly, you guys were in a different world between the two of you. It really is. Like, drag in the world in general has just taken on a life of its own. It's, like, huger than ever. So, yeah, it is its kind of own whole subculture, I guess. What year did that start? I guess, did it start with RuPaul? Yeah, when things really got big. So we're on what season? I should know this, but a I don't. A million, 15, and I think. then there's like uh, all there's the spinoffs in every Canada's country. Canada's Drag Race. There's Philippines. There's uh, Belgium. There's there's France. Yeah. It's it's everywhere now. It's almost too much. Almost. Almost too much. <laughs> Why? Why? Do do you, do you like that it's so big now? Maybe it's just that. Like I just feel like I spend all my free time at drag shows. So maybe they're you know. There's just a lot of drag in the world, but I mean, it's fabulous and we need it right now. The world's going backwards in a few places, so I think we need more drag everywhere. <laughs> and that's how you ma- you make a living. You are a hairdresser as well. But, I am, yeah. But uh, you make money. The, uh, when you started this, did you ever actually think that this could be a career for mm. some people? No, when I started doing drag, I'm probably on like year 27 now doing drag in Edmonton. The bars didn't pay, nothing paid. Like drag was really all charity events. So you did it out of the goodness of your heart. And so to be able to recoup probably some of the thousands of dollars I spent over the years is is kind of nice now. Uh, so so what's the show that you're doing at the uh, at uh, Fort Edmonton? Uh, tell me what that's about. And obviously there's there's some people from the community, from the drag community, who are very well known that are coming back for some of this. For sure. So we were approached by uh, Phoenix Rising Productions to do uh, a holiday show at the Capitol Theatre for the Xmas Market. Um, it's going to be spectacular. It's fully choreographed numbers, full light production, sound, projection screens, you name it. We've got it all. Uh, we've got kind of 
I don't want to say the old girls, but the legends and icons of Edmonton. So uh, Pepper's back. Pepper's been doing drag as long as I have in Edmonton. Uh, Godiva, Tequila Mockingbird, uh, Tanner Steele. So we have a drag king as well. And then each night of the three nights, there will be a different uh, special guest in the show. So Special guests? Yes. One oh. very special guest. Oh, <laughs> one. Okay. Santa. Santa? Yes. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'm trying. Um. I'm trying to guess this over the years. It's billed as family friendly, and you know that's going to curl some toes. Yeah. It, what does that mean? Yeah. That means all of our skirts will be a respectable length, and it it is a very like kind of classic. There's like some old traditional numbers, some mm-hmm. new stuff, but it is. It's very PG and. Yeah, it's just fun. It's fun. You can take your kids. Yeah. yeah. Fun, sparkles, glitter, all the things kids love. So, yeah. Well, yeah, and you, you talked about uh, backwards and things changing a little mm-hmm. bit. Backlash, how has that impacted? So you've been doing it for enough years that you you know what it was like 27 years ago and you yeah. know what it's like now. Yeah. Uh, can you give us some comparisons of where, where the community is at? Uh, you know, like when I first moved to Edmonton, things were kind of rough and I uh, I shocked myself saying this, but I feel in the last 20 years, Edmonton was making great strides to be a more queer-friendly city. And the last couple years have just been people, a few people, hopefully the minority of people, like just dragging us backwards in society in ways that just don't need to be happening right now. It's Anything personally happened to you? Uh, I... <clears throat> that's hard. No, I don't... Oh, you know what? Over the years, I've been pretty lucky, I would say. I mean, a... a, a apart from like the odd slur on the street or someone yelling from their car, but I usually just wave and say thanks for but noticing. How, <laughs> how often are you wandering down the streets in, in, in full attire? Oh, more than you oh, might think. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't uh, know. No, but like, that's the thing. It's not even drag. If you, like, I have my nails done all the time, so my nails are bright red right now and just that's enough to trigger some idiot mm. to feel like they have an opinion on it. Yeah, honest to goodness, if, if, if you do in your nails is enough to trigger somebody, yeah, they can like it's, it's take it down a couple notches. Yeah, Because yeah, guess of, what? That's not hurting me. No. no. <laughs> and a bunch of rock stars do their nails now, too. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. And it's my body, so my business, right? Yeah. yeah so. uh, I don't want to go too much into into the backlash. No. Do you do you do you do you just do the shows and hope that the people are coming or because they're coming and they're choosing to come to the shows because they enjoy it and they like it and just try to put the rest of the stuff out of your mind? Yeah, you have to. You just have to ignore the haters and focus on why you're there, and that's to make the people who bought tickets happy, make sure they have a good time, and you know, it's the smarter parents know and they will bring their children. And I love when there's children in the crowd. It it just kind of makes the whole atmosphere a little bit better too. So. Yep, my kid grew up with drag queens, and she she yeah. called she called them princesses, and and would just love to hang out with them. And and one um, even gave her her tiara, and we still have that tiara to this day. Yeah. And for a fundraiser a couple of years ago, several years ago, you dressed me up as a drag queen. Yes. For a fundraiser for how, World how, how does that work? AIDS Day. How does that work? How can how can she be a drag queen? I thought it. I don't even. And I'm asking from a, from an well, honest point of view. Question. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, back in the day, drag was very like men dressed as women and uh, lesbians mm-hmm. dressed as men, and they were drag kings. But now, um, pretty much every spectrum of you know gender identity, yep. sexuality intersects, and we do have uh, a fab queens now, which are assigned female at birth. So it's. There's trans um, drag queens, drag queens, yeah. and, and performers drag on drag queens. race. So if you, if even you drag race a, yeah. has opened their 
their borders a little more too. So really anything goes. And drag isn't even just about expressing it's gender. It's a style, isn't it? Yeah, like people With do the drag. the top makeup and... They, you know, people dress like aliens and animals and... Like it's, it is it is an art form. Let me tell is. you, how long did it take you to do my makeup? Like three hours? Two hours? Two. I have mine down to two, so yeah. Yeah, and, and you had to... I, she glued my earrings on my ear. <laughs> this will be okay, Stacey. Like, what? It'll come then, off, I promise. And then you glue down your eyebrows. Like, it is an art form. It sounds like yeah. the Grinch is doing it. Like, they're going to staple the little antlers on the little dog. Not, we didn't Pretty go, much, we didn't, almost. We didn't go that far. But it is funny because I looked in the mirror and I had no idea who I was. Yeah. I did not recognize myself. I did not know who was staring back at me. And is that... How drag started because of of a space where where uh, LGBTQ2S plus people didn't like what they saw coming back at them, and they didn't I, feel accepted. I think drag in its own way is like it's like a little escape from reality, you know. For the couple hours you're out and having a good time, like whatever is going on in your life, you can just kind of like paint a smile on your face and go out and have a good time and forget about all the crap in the world for for a little bit. So it it definitely I. I'm speaking for myself, of mm-hmm. course, but I know every single drag performer in the world has their own different, you know, yeah. inner reasons for doing drag. So because David is much different than Vanity, Used Vanity's to be. Vanity's much meaner, <laughs> funny meaner. She's rubbed off on me a little over the years, though. And as I get <laughs> she into my the shade, my mid to late forties, I'm yeah. Her attitude and uh, stuff is kind of I'm. A, Absorbing it also. I bet. All right, we're going to take a bit of a break. Will you stick around for a bit? Yeah, sure. I want to hear how you got into drag because you oh, came Lord. from rural Alberta, right? Yeah. 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 Let's hear that coming up in two minutes. This morning with Stacy Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat, supported by Abe's Door Service, with 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. We are hanging out with Edmonton drag icon Vanity Fair, doing this for 27 years, and we'll be doing this, and he's telling me <laughs> to turn on their mic. All right, they're, they're, your mic is on now. How do, you, how do you become an icon? Is it purely 27 years of it? Is you that put in the work. Uh, is, 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 do you have that on a business card now? All those terms, icon, <laughs> legend, are just nice words for old lady. So. There you go. <laughs> Because I think I'm, like, second on the, like, city pecking order. Like, Twiggy's still doing drag, but she's about 10 years older than me, and then I'm next. So I don't think I inherit anything, but... (laughs) How did you get into this? Oh, I moved to Edmonton in mm, 97 or 98, I think, and I was at the old Roost nightclub downtown. It's closed, and I was just dancing one night, and these two drag queens just grabbed me and said, here's our phone number. We didn't have Facebook or Instagram back then. Mm-hmm. So here's our phone number uh, up to our landline and give us a call. We're going to put you in drag next weekend and take you out. And and they did. And then it's it's addictive. I was hooked after the first time. Well, you yeah, you were hooked too. Yeah, it's, it's super fun. But did little David from Vegerville ever thought Never you could be a, a drag years. queen? No. no. Well, you probably wouldn't have been even introduced to it. 
No. In a small town. I, like, I I had a, uh, both of RuPaul, uh, RuPaul's albums at the time. I think she had two albums, Supermodel and whatever. But, you know, I was, like, ironing my clothes at home in Vegarville, getting ready for work, listening to RuPaul and ABBA and all the, you know, yeah, the good gay stuff. And what did your parents think? <laughs> uh, my parents, I really lucked out, actually, because I haven't really had any negative family reaction whatsoever. Uh, when I when I sat my dad down to tell him, he thought I was going to tell him I got some girl pregnant, and I was like, "Oh God, you That's really not have no idea where, yeah. where this is headed." <laughs> You're but, safe. Yeah. <laughs> But after that, it was just like, big hug. If that's who you are, then we love you. And so I really lucked out in, in that respect, too. So Help me understand. And again, it comes from a, a, a place of not understanding. So is is it is it dress up? Is it cosplay? Is it something that, that, that other people who don't do it don't understand? What is drag? Uh... I think our friend Billy would say cosplay is a very separate category. Yeah, no, I know. So I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Yeah, they do. Probably cosplay serves the same kind of purpose, right? It's that little escape from reality, Mm -hmm. and it's a creative outlet and an emotional outlet. So there is some crossover and similarities there for sure. But drag... It just is what it is. Yeah, it's just hard to explain. You just... It's this Hmm. over-the-top, inexplicable thing, right? People who have never been to a drag show paint a picture that I've never seen at a drag show. So when people are like, this is what happens at a drag show. Well, you've never been to a drag show. I've never <laughs> seen anything naughty. I've never seen anything bad. I, I've seen a, I've seen some pretty cool athletics doing some death drops. Some sharp yeah. tongues. And, 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 <laughs> I think what people don't realize is like everything that's going on in the world, we're very aware of. So when we are putting a show together, you set all the guidelines before you start planning. So this, from the beginning, had to be a family-friendly show and PG. And a, so, but drag even, queens are even good though at, I never, I've never seen nudity. Like I've never seen anything vulgar. Oh, well, you or haven't anything. been on the right night. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. So it is there. But you know, in a nightclub on a stage with adults, certain mm-hmm. things are okay. And, it becomes burlesque and get people to throw money at you. Yeah, if you're at a brunch in you know at eleven o'clock in the morning, it's a different vibe altogether, yeah. and you have to tailor your art to. You know. Yeah, well, it's not burlesque because they keep, well, you keep no, your clothes but, on because you're strapped in. Like, Oh, yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> nothing's coming it's off. old lady panties and <laughs> spanks, and yeah, it's not glamorous underneath. Very no. Nice. no. <laughs> so, so wait, and just before we let, because we're going to run out of time here in a second, I'm just curious about what your thoughts are, just from your own point of view on what's been going on. In Westlock, they're going to have basically a referendum about whether to continue with uh, rainbow sidewalks and flags, et cetera. Right? Well, in your community, what have your conversations been like? What's your thoughts on that? I I think, honestly, the world would just be a better place if everyone just minded their own business, you know? Like you said earlier, Dara, if I paint my nails red, it doesn't hurt you, so what do you care, right? If driving over a crosswalk is that big of a issue in someone's mind, like, it's it's kind of just mind-boggling, to be truth, like, you know? It's, it's just, but what does it signal to to gay youth living in rural Alberta? Well, they're going to be like me when they graduate high school and get the hell out of town as soon as they can, right? And they're going to come to the city to experience drag and all the wonderful, you know, queer culture things here. But yeah, it's sad that they are going to grow up in in towns where they don't feel safe, they don't feel welcome, they don't feel seen or heard. So, 
Well, we'll see what that turns out. But even just the act of enough people opposing the idea yeah. would certainly send one message. We'll see how the uh, how the vote actually turns out. Yeah. But your show is going to turn out great. So when it's is it that starting this weekend? Yeah, we have three nights: December second, 9th, and sixteenth at the Capitol Theater. Uh, tickets are thirty dollars. That also gets you admission to the market, so you nice. can check things out afterwards. And the market looks really cool. We were there for rehearsal, and it's string lights everywhere. There's no snow, but it looks really as magical as it can, I guess. <laughs> Love it. That. With no snow, but yeah. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Good to see you. Thank you. Vanity Fair, Edmonton drag icon performing at the Edmonton Christmas Market, which starts this weekend down at Fort Edmonton Park.